0: Um, so could you say something to just
1: track the levels? Sure, hi, how's it going? Pa, 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 ta ta-ta-ta. <laughs> yeah,
0: sounds good. Um, so what's your name, what's your game?
1: My name is Andre Boutin. Uh, my, the game I'm showing right now is Children of Zodiacs, which is a tactical RPG with collectible cards and dice.
0: Uh, what were kind of the main influences for the
2: game?
1: definitely the uh, TRPGs of old so everything kind of PS1 era I mean Final Fantasy Tactics jumps to mind immediately Fire Emblem stuff like that although I do like to call this one a Tactics Lite because those games used to be kind of bigger wider scope game with a lot a ton of features Uh, we're kind of packaging it in a smaller kind of scope but it's definitely a love letter to these kinds of games. But you
0: have not only each character has their own card deck they also roll dice and you re-roll so it's about as complicated as like a board game or something
1: that's it there is a level of complexity that is definitely you know like the customizations that people are used to do in those games with uh you know, jobs, character class, party building, and stuff like that. That's not something that you'll find in Children of Zodiacs, but it's incarnated through the deck building and the card crafting, uh, the, the deck building and the dice crafting, sorry. So instead of, of, of choosing a character of a certain class, for example, I have a character who's a rogue. She has cards that allow her to, uh, to quickly, you know, like melee attacks, short-range attacks, and things like that. But if I have my big tank with me, I'll kind of balance her decks in a way that maybe she'll have more healing cards, more buffs, and things like that. I can actually choose change the way she behaves, so through those mechanics we're able to kind of recapture a lot of the core experience of those games.
0: So you have just kind of a standard party that you manage? Is, uh, that, is that what you meant by it? Because you were saying yes, like you took... Yes, okay. e-
1: exactly. There's eight playable characters in the games. Eight, four of them are kind of guest characters that will show up sometimes. You don't really get to customize them. They're more to kind of like, you know, change things around a little bit, like ma- show you different uh, combinations that can be fun. But there's about f- four characters for which you will manage their decks. They have different cards. You will also manage their dice. So they have the, they'll be looting dice that are dedicated for each character. You can equip them. You can also craft them and change them. So you're really like adapting the gear of your character, which is the cards and the dice.
0: What uh so would you say you focus more on the kind of combat side? Like is that kind of like how you're able to make a lighter version is is kind of doubling down on the combat and then leaving the party management stuff to kind of
1: Yeah, exactly, and adapting the party management in a different way, which is a little bit more, you know, board game inspired, but definitely the combat is uh, is where the the classic Tactical uh, gameplay is taking place, so you do have that, you know, unit positioning, things like that. But the the combat is a big focus. Narrative is also somewhat of a focus because you know it's a, it's a it's a single player narrative campaign type of thing. So there's also that
0: aspect. What are your favorite dice based board games, or board games with dice in them?
1: Dice dice based board games. Ah, that's a super good question. This is interesting because it's not. Um, well, I'm not the creative director of the game so like his influences in terms of and he doesn't play that many dice based board games Really? because no, dice
0: it, are key to your game I
1: know it's really it's really interesting but the, the, the board games that he did it's it's super interesting because the, the um, kind of the the, the backdrop of, of making this one is that when he came up with the concept for this game he was of course missing you know the old the TRPGs and such but one of the games that he was playing a lot he really didn't like it, but it kind of sparked that idea in him, which is um, I think it was Arkham Horror because there, there was something about the way um, using the yeah using the cards and kind of having this kind of thrill of, of, of saying like, ooh, what am I going to get? Ooh, do I, do I, like that kind of gamble that you get of like using this, not really knowing what the game is going to feed you back, like he wanted to recapture this kind of, of little moment and the dice kind of naturally also you know got into the, into the mix because they're a good way to put what is a classic randomness that you find in TRPGs but in your hands and you be able to kind of control that.
0: When did the, um, so the dice rolling I found, uh, it was like unexpected because normally <laughs> in these games you do it and then you see like a percent chance to yeah. hit and you kind of go. So when the dice popped up, I was very uh, surprised to see that you like manually roll them. Yeah. Was When did that kind of come into
1: play? So I think that was from the start and uh, to better answer like your previous question in relation to this one I think it's like it's a big D&D thing as well you know of like that little ritual that we have whenever we roll dice and especially in RPG games uh, is is really Kind of the the, the idea that they wanted to recapture with that of like everyone rolls differently, everyone has an intimate relationship with their dice. You know, when you play DD, your your bad dice go to dice jail. You know, there's this you you really kind of put a lot of like intimacy between that. So that's that that was really there from the start. Although the dice are the things that changed the most during prototyping. They went from just simple uh, numerical dice like you would find in an RPG. uh, and then we added the symbols, we're like, yeah, that's way more fun. And then the re-roll happened, and then we're like, like, we got it now, yeah, this my, is great. Yeah, my
0: favorite um, dice board game is Roll for the Galaxy. Oh, right. Which is based right. on based on like Race for the Galaxy, to high but high replaced with here. dice. And I love just multi-sided dice, like dice that are not uniform. Yes. And being able to see that in your game, I thought it was it's really cool. Um, uh, just cause seeing like, seeing the chances kind of in, in physical form. Um, so one thing you mentioned is that when you roll the dice into other dice, it yeah. can knock them and re-roll them. Yeah. Was that initially a bug that you thought was amazing and kept it, or was that like core to the? That's, <laughs> that's one of the wildest things I've seen in the tactical RPG.
1: That's super interesting. Actually, our creative director kind of just wildly appeared and oh. might be able to answer that we question can it. if you want. But no, but that's because that's a question I've actually never had. But yeah. I think he probably knows better than me. Like, okay, what, I, I can
0: just I can yeah, just transition. Yeah. Go
1: right ahead. Okay,
0: what's your name, and did the dice bumping into the other dice and re-rolling originally a bug, or was it?
2: Uh, entitled from the start. Uh, so uh, my name's Jason, and uh, the dice rolling, uh, the the bumping into the other, it was it was actually a worry brought up by the programmer. He's like. Uh, he wanted us to remove the dice from the ta- the uh, the dice that stay from the table because, like, oh, then it's good. The dice are going to bump to other dice, but then players will want to actually use that, and like, so we're, he was kind of seeing it as like, oh, it would be a feature that we need to actually build upon. Uh, but that kind of opened it up, like. Ah, yeah, that actually sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's try the, it out. the dice have different weights? Uh, so that was actually something that we wanted to play with uh, because I was reading about loaded dice mm. and how those work, and I wanted to actually like either make that a player control thing or have it be. a a dynamic thing like uh, a dynamic difficulty adjuster type of thing like if you're not doing enough damage or whatever then we we load the dice so that it'll be a higher number like uh, just behind the scenes but since we're simple based we have no idea what you want we have no idea what's Good in your mind, so it just was in a uh, system that worked. Well, it's also weird because uh, a lot of the times,
0: like I work on a tactical RPG
2: myself. Oh, nice. Cool. Um,
0: I work on Darkest Dungeon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, and people get mad. Like people, people are like, "I had a 95% chance to hit. Why did he miss? Or I had this thing, and why would this happen?" Yeah. And I feel like actually physically rolling, like, because you're physically simulating the dice, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So like that adds the randomness of how you move your hand. How the dice were picked up, like it adds all this randomness that I feel like is more um, like acceptable to the player. Even though ultimately, you got certain dice and how many sides and there's chances and stuff. So, have you had a lot of blowback about like RNG on your game?
2: Uh, I mean, yes. We uh, more it's more about the um, just the idea of RNG. Uh, there's a lot of resistance against that. Um, which, I mean, RNG's been part of the genre since forever, like, like yeah, you know, accuracy, procs, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, like, with this, uh, we're able to, like, you know, say uh, that, yeah, I mean, this is our method of mitigating that RNG. Like, not only uh, are you being involved in it, that you feel like, you know, like you're in control and everything, uh, but we also allow that ability to pick up dice and then re-roll them uh, you have the ability to modify your dice by like with buffs to add like attack dice or with um, uh, with like you e- you equip different dice onto your heroes and uh, so you can then weight them more towards damage or a uh, card pickup uh, and then you can also craft the dice uh, to change the symbols on them uh, so
0: yeah no that's something that, and, and I think I think with like tactical uh, Video games, or part of like video games, there is that ability to do stuff that would be a pain yes, in a board game, and I love exactly.
2: when games explore that. No, and that's that's a big genesis of the game. Uh, that's why it is like a video game board game. Uh, is because like yeah I mean I'm playing a lot of board games I love them but especially when it's like a co-op game you're it's such a reactionary experience like the game doesn't know what you're doing it can't do anything in response to you so you're just it just does random stuff and you react to it but uh, with like you know I'm a game designer I work in video games what we can do is have AI that reacts to the player so not that would be the experience that I want I want that that, that tactile sensation. I want that that element of surprise and tension of when you're rolling the dice and seeing what's going to come up, when you're drawing the cards and seeing it like, like, oh, maybe you get something cool, maybe you don't. you got to make up a plan on the fly. Uh, I want all that surprise, but I want the game to react to me. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that was where this whole game came
0: from. Did, um, I, I asked her Co-worker, this, but what's your favorite dice-based
2: board game? She just said that you didn't like Arkham Horror, so I did not like Arkham Horror. That, like, and I love, I love the mechanics in that thing. Yeah. Just it, you have so little agency. Yeah. It's frustrating, and I love like uh, Lovecraft and everything. Have you played Mountains of Madness?
0: It's really cool. No, yeah, it's a, it's a game, it's a game worth plugging. Uh, it's. So it's it's you have to do this very mundane thing of like getting a certain amount of currencies together, but you end up like you need like four boxes and two guns and three food, but you end up all with these different madnesses that kind of accelerate and stuff. Like you have to speak in an accent, you can't make eye contact, you can't say numbers, um, and and, and or you have to scream once in the middle of the thing. So it's like it's like a it's like kind of a improv almost game where you're kind of doing the madness thing and it's and it makes it just that much more complicated even though the mechanics are like yeah pretty simple and then you take turns kind of trying to it's based on the the stories you're trying to get off the map
2: right okay yeah. yeah but no
0: dice in that game
2: okay yeah. uh, so yeah, what's no. your
0: favorite dice game
2: um I would actually or say di- dice involved uh yeah I, I would say that um uh king of tokyo is actually a really fun one yeah uh favorite monster uh, I mean, I've always been about giant lizards. Like, I love yeah. Godzilla, Lizzie, and Rampage and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go with that. Do you play the, the lizard guy in Soul Calibur? Oh, no, no, no. I hate that guy. <laughs> or or in uh, or in Killer Instinct. Do no, you play no, I no. A dinosaurs for hire? Are dinosaurs lizards? Reptiles? Aren't they?
0: No, they're birds. I guess they're birds. I guess they're birds. Yeah. Um... What, did you ever explore having a cup? Because my favorite, my favorite board Sorry? game, uh, like having a cup. Oh, of oh. the Dyson. Have you ever? Did you? Was
2: that ever part of the prototyping and exploring of it? We uh, so the idea was there, but we decided not to pursue it um, one because I mean we have a limited budget, and the more stuff we can cut, kind of the better. Uh, and like I, I wanted to not. Like hide that feeling of the dice, that like, and I find this the sound of dice against dice rattling around Mm. a lot more satisfying than dice against cup, you know. So I, yeah, it just kind of, it just kind of felt more in tune with uh, the board, uh, the 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 experience we're trying to get, but also, (laughs) I didn't want it to be. I wanted to make it more abstract from a physical board game. Uh, like I didn't want it to feel like the, the the cards and the dice were integrated into the game. I wanted I didn't want it to be diegetic. Like I wanted it to be like this abstract layer, uh, like you know, symbol and symbolism and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so that one, it feel more like a game. And uh, two, two. Uh, that's why like when the board, uh, when your dice board comes out, it's like this vague. M- Frosted kind of yeah. uh, uh, blurred plane. And I also think that seeing, like, it's
0: one of those things where, like, you can't see the dice in your hand, can't see the dice in the cup, but if mm. they're all floating around, uh, you can see exactly what's happening. I mean, it's obviously fast and be hard to try. Not but okay. have you had any, like, Twitch players, mod community, any YouTube videos that have analyzed how screwed they got? Buy this one dice and kind of track it, and then watch it fall over and roll to the thing that lost the lost the match. Have you had any like in depth analysis about that?
2: There's not too much. No, I don't think I've seen that. It's mostly the celebration of the surprise successes yeah. that have been coming out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so what's the new game? Okay. Sorry. Uh, hey, Donat last. It's not a it's not a DLC for Children of Zodiacs, um, but. Not super ready to talk about it yet. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I just said that. No, was, no worries. She was talking to people.
0: Like it's not about it, but like. Oh yeah, we're showing something. We're talking to people about something news, so. It
2: just it's, tried to get this It's an action strategy game. Okay. Uh, exploration, real time. Yeah. So it's not. It's not really anything like Chozo Zodiacs. Uh, do you think it has the same?
0: Because uh, worker was saying that it was like a love letter to a specific type of game from from past console generations and, and stuff like that. Is it is it a similar thing like
2: that where it's like built out of like a nostalgic inspiration? This one, uh, so uh, no, like this <laughs> was this was the first one. It was like. Get it on your system, you know. Yeah. Like the idea that's been in there, that love that's been in there for like decades and such. Uh, but this one, yeah, it is more of a like, all right, let's kind of uh, like, what do we want to see? What what kind of uh, 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 what kind of yeah, just pacing experience do we want to see? Uh, and it's in that vague sense, uh, yeah. abstract sense, it has a lot of similarities to uh, to Chomno but yeah, is genre-wise a very different game. And what uh, what was kind of the team composition? Uh, yeah, so we were ten people total on uh, at the peak of the game. There was uh, well, there was me as creative director, but also handling business. Uh, we had our uh, uh, game designer uh, who was doing levels, cutscenes, uh, stop by. Yeah, out chiseling out
0: of bone. Yeah. Do you guys have any collector die?
2: Like, uh, how no. do you
0: not... Do you not have a collector's edition?
2: No, there's we... There's uh, a booth
0: like, over there that does stuff like that. Well,
2: yeah, there's a takeoff off Yeah. Creative. We've talked with them. we yeah. talked with them, but just, uh, I, I mean, dice we can't... Dice are really cheap to make. I went to a board game and and it's like, uh-huh. dice are one of the cheap... Dice make no sense how cheap they are to make. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it'd be... Uh, I mean, because we need, like, custom... Um, Custom Eyes. symbols, yeah. yeah. Custom I mean, symbols I the price, yeah. But like,
0: for whatever reason, regular die. Right. The custom symbols are yeah. cheaper than the
2: plastic cost to make them. I don't understand why. Um, I guess so, injection mold yeah. and everything. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know physical stuff. You ever I don't more know physical ever. stuff. Oh man, like back in high school. Oh, okay. So yeah, no, not really. Yeah. No. Have okay. you thought about bringing this as a board game? Uh, the idea came like in the beginning, like oh, you know that'd be cool. It, it became a board game version, uh, but then I kind of found that it was holding back the design of, of and really the full exploitation of a virtual board game. That I decided to just let it go. Like, all right, you know, if I, if something happens, we'll figure out a way to adapt it. I'm not worried. Just. We focus too much. Like just focus on the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what do you think are the
0: hardest transitions you're gonna have moving to a new game and a new genre?
2: Well, uh, I mean, if uh, one possible uh, uh, hurdle that I think is gonna be there is transitioning your uh, the fan base that you have now based on your first game. You know, like, hey, we made a tactical RPG with like a, a you know like a j- Japanese type, a type of aesthetic yeah. and homage and stuff. Like, cool. What's your next game? It's a Tetris style puzzle game. Yeah. Like, oh, that's that's not for us. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, so that's where it's like it's down to like that studio identity, yeah. I think, and uh, yeah, what are the common elements that yeah. go to uh, that carry on? And some people, like I've talked to some people, and they've said like. Like, I know the behemoth is very much like,
0: we want all of our games to be a different genre so they don't invalidate each other. Yeah. And stuff like that. And then there's other people that think, like, oh, we should build off of, like, we should almost be a genre house to build off that stuff. So I think either way.
2: Well, uh, and, and that super, that, that, that super works for uh, a behemoth, I think, because uh, Dan, Dan Paladin, yeah. Thank yeah. Uh, like, his art style, like, no. That's him. Yeah. That's Behemoth. That game. I don't know what it is. I don't know who's doing it, but that's him again. Yeah, because uh, your
0: art style really does like.
2: I feel like above the genre. Yeah. No, default. that's it. That was a, yeah. That was the intention of yeah. it, definitely. Um, but like, you remember Treasure? No. Uh, uh, they so were in Fox in
0: it. Oh, sir? no Treasure
2: Company. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. They were a developer. Uh, right. I mean, the, yeah, this, Gunstar Heroes, okay. Guardian Heroes. Yeah. They do a lot of hero games, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Ikaruga. So you're not to right? help yeah one. So you're not
0: gonna have any of those words in your new game. Uh, I don't <laughs> think we
2: will. It's not no. gonna be like
0: a pixel junk thing or. No. It's, like, yeah, it's always children of. Children okay. of
2: guns. Yeah. Uh, make it easier to
0: find For stuff. For my like when I made an Xbox Live video game out of school, I, I wanted to do something like that, but I. Yeah. like. Chose. I ended up working at another company, but I chose a symbol as a word, and that was a horrible idea. Like, it was, like, I heart shift. Oh, no. And people okay. would call it I love shift. And, like, I was like, no, the symbol is, like, <laughs> messed it up. Um, cool. It's to see what you guys do next. Oh, hey, I think this is uh, sneakily, like, tactically depth. Like, it doesn't, like, walking by, uh, it doesn't, that is deck and dice based. is not super apparent. Yeah. So, like, getting into it, I was like very surprised by the kind of, and definitely watch I got at home because I want to, I have to learn everything, <laughs> I have to learn everything from the start. I can't, like, I hopped in was like dice cool, different side of die, mm-hmm. cool, deck re-roll. Okay, I'm in. Like, <laughs> this is the type of board <laughs> game I'd want to play. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Um, so, anything else we want to plug? Or thanks for being
2: on the Question bus. Oh, no problem. No problem. What, uh, what, I, what I, 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 just thought you were holding something because uh, it's important to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, no. no. Uh, I, no problem. Um, no. not so much. Uh, I mean, other than follow us on Twitter. Yes. Like at Cardboard Utopia. One word. That's a good name. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It. Uh, sure. It's a reference to a. North Korean village. Okay, uh, what's that village called? People want to uh, go? I don't, well, yeah, because it's such a hot spot for tourism. North Korean village. North Korea. Yeah. Uh dong I can I don't think I can record podcasts in North Korea. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. Journalists are one <laughs> of the... You can look at it across the DMZ from South Korea. Okay. Like, because it's a fake village. Yeah. It was meant to show prosperity and entice people to come over. Oh, weird. Uh, but it was, like, the people walking around, they were just, uh, like, either cleaning crew or a civilian-dressed military. The... Um, a lights turning on in it, like on and off in the buildings. Uh, the buildings have no glass in the windows. There's no furniture, no nothing. It's just the illusion of life, and like all these like uh, seven-story tall apartment buildings and things like that. But it's a fake village. Uh, so so why, why a North Korea village? So inspiring? I'm uh, 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 after. The the uh, just the idea is hilarious. Okay. The, this idea of a propaganda village. Um, but also, uh, like, I mean, it first came out as a joke. Because, uh, like, this idea of something that looks great on the out- outside but is lacking everything on the inside is lacking depth, you know? Uh, and types of ga- games, like, I've worked on of, like, very pretty but just not really substance there. So I, in the irony point of view, it was like, ha, that's funny. So you're making the games that that city
0: you are the opposite you're the, you're the opposite
2: of the company oh, the you're making of de- yeah. depth and beautiful yes that's yeah. it I, that's the uh, idea and, and, and then it's, we realized then it started working in other ways like um, it's the idea of uh, like you know a cardboard utopia it's like when you're a kid you're building a yeah. fort it's like it, it's like you put so much passion and love into it and you envision it as, uh, as uh, something so grand and like, uh, like an accomplishment uh, and then it also worked on the side of like yeah, as indie devs, you kind of make what you, the best thing you can out of the materials you have at hand. Yeah. Uh, so like with and you do have to oversell. No. You have to oversell your game. This and, has come and, to and now. But yeah. yeah, and when people
0: when people buy into it, you feel like it re
2: embraces how you feel. Yeah. No. that... Yeah. And and that's like. And, like, things having multiple meanings is just something that we love. Like, Children of Zodiac, there's, like, I think there's three or four different ways that you can interpret that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you finish the game, buy it. Ha, ha, ha. Um, what? <laughs> I don't know. You
0: should bet. Yeah, check out, definitely check out the game.
2: Yeah, uh, Yeah. so it's out on Steam and uh, for PC Mac. It's out on Steam and GOG right now, and uh, it's on PlayStation 4 right now as well. Cool. Thank you. No problem. Thank you very much.